Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science now is teaching us that all life is interconnected, that we are all one. And spirituality has been teaching us this for eons. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is The Reality Whisperer with Brad Johnson. Brad has been channeling a multidimensional consciousness by the name of Adronis since 2008. We'd like to welcome Brad to Awake to Oneness Radio. Welcome, Brad. Thank ah, you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. There was a little, not your fault, technical glitch in the blog talk radio. <laughs> I clicked on your your mic to unmute you, and uh, it was uh, doing that little circle thing. <laughs> but it, it brought you in. Thank you. Um, so, Brad, yes, I uh, actually discovered you a few months ago, and I have been just, glued to your YouTube channel. I just love you. (laughs) So, so much. Could you please share with our listeners who are not familiar with you and your work, could you share with them um, who you are, what you do in your journey? Yeah, well, I refer to myself as a reality whisperer just because there's a lot that I do. Uh, I don't just focus on one thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I started back in August of 2008. I really just wanted to uh, create a novel, a science fiction novel, all about the ET presence. And as I started doing research for this novel, I started uh, listening to psychics, intuitive, black ops personnel, and they were all basically saying the same thing, that, you know, there are some very intelligent extraterrestrial beings that exist. They believe in a one infinite creator and the way to connect with them often is through meditation. And this was just absolutely fascinating. And it painted a whole new picture <clears throat> of how I saw uh, what extraterrestrials represented. So I really wanted to get into meditation mainly for this very reason. And so I started to uh, put the the science fiction novel aside because this was more fascinating to me. I went to a library, took out a book called Learn How to Meditate. I read it within days, did all the exercises in it. And I went very, very deep into, uh, uh, you could say, trance states and being able to really access uh, a lot of incredible knowledge just going into these trance states. Uh, I would go to sleep at night and I would feel like I was being part of uh, non-physical classrooms, just basically being surrounded by these rays of light that were intelligent beings. And I would wake up the next morning knowing things I did not know before. So this is often referred to in the communities as download states. And this only continued. Uh, I was really, again, getting interested in channeling. Uh, Channeling was really, really fascinating to me. I started looking at quite a few different channelers online. And I wanted just to investigate this first to get more of an understanding. And so I created my own spiritual community online as well, too. And I started getting more of an understanding about how they worked as well. And so I kind of really just took the pieces and made it my own. And I started getting involved in automatic writing. And I started communicating with many other different forms of monadic or collective consciousnesses that exist uh, throughout creation. So a lot of it could be uh, inner earth beings or beings existing within our own sun, Pleiadian consciousness, a lot of different ones, uh, Lyran soul collective, etc. And then uh, one day, a friend who I have started to really get to know, uh, who was a channeler as well, uh, contacted me by email and just said, well, Brad, I feel that you have a very strong connection to Sirius. It feels like there's uh, someone there that wants to connect with you. They've been kind of ringing me and and saying, can you get Brad to contact us? And so I just did my usual routine in automatic writing and connected to this consciousness. And this consciousness revealed themselves as Adronis. And that is how uh, I met him. And from that time, I just started to explore 
many different facets <clears throat> as it pertains to spirituality and consciousness from, again, healing, channeling, mediumship, psychic development, Akashic records, uh, ancient earth history, alchemy, uh, you, know, you name it, just a whole bunch of different uh, degrees of, of uh, spiritual knowledge. And it hasn't stopped. I mean, just this continues to be very, very strong. Uh, and I've just done uh, a lot of interviews in the past as well, too, just sharing okay. that there's there's always new information coming together each time I do one of these interviews. So it's always going to be continuous. Uh, but for people who really want to know more about my story, uh, because I'd really like to get more into our conversation today, uh, we, uh-huh. you can just go sure. to my website. It's uh, realitywhisperer.com, and you can just go into the About section, and my whole story is there. Uh, so it's it's pretty vast. And because I do so many of these different things, this is why I refer to myself as the reality whisperer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I love the the title. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that um, you come through, like I said, I've been the last few months just checking out your YouTube channel. And I love the fact that you come through as Brad just as often as you channel Adronis. And mm-hmm. you have a lot of wisdom as but <laughs> so i love yeah, that i, mean, I, love I don't that. i don't just, well thank you i don't really just consider myself a channeler a channeler is just one small thing that i do uh, but there's many different facets that I like to explore. You know, we're really looking into self-empowerment, really looking to psychic and intuitive developments, uh, working with your Akashic records, connecting with the higher mind, connecting with your, you know, aspects of subconscious as well, too. So there's a lot of things that I do. Channeling is just one small part of what I do. So uh, a lot of people know me for <clears throat> the channeler as a journalist, but uh, there's a lot more that I offer. Right. True, very true, and I love that. <laughs> I love that your your YouTube channel is just a wealth of in, information. I truly, truly love that. Well, um, I personally have been experiencing a lot of heightened energy since the election here in the U.S. Uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it started the day after the election, before I even knew who had won, because I unplugged um, from mainstream news in September of 2001, and I unplugged from commercial TV in April of 2011. So I was just going to let, you know, the election results come to me naturally, and they did. And But I sensed the winner <laughs> before mm-hmm. I was actually informed. And ever since I, I sensed, that Donald Trump had won the election, um, I just, I felt, my soul felt overjoyed for some reason. And I, mm-hmm. not like I, I was a Donald, first of all, I'm not political at all. And it's not right. like I was a Do- Donald Trump supporter. Um, I wrote in Bernie. <laughs> I want, you know, but um, something my soul knew, my higher self knew something more than I did, was aware of more, and was just overjoyed with the uh, election results. So I found Mm -hmm. that, and ever since then, I've been just very, very energetic. Uh, You know, I just, I haven't, I get a few hours of sleep and I'm up, six o'clock in the morning, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not a morning person, but... (laughs) But uh, I've had a wonderful experience uh, the last few days that I kind of wanted to share with you and and our listeners. Um, most of my my regular listeners are aware that I lost my my son made his transition uh, two and a half years ago, and yesterday uh, Thanksgiving Day was his thirty second birthday, and actually I connected with a former guest and had on his birthday um, a session with a medium. And uh, evidence. Uh, she brought back evidence that she was truly in contact with my, my son. And that was truly my first experience with a medium. And the interesting thing is the information that my son was bringing through at the time of the session yesterday, um, I, didn't, I, I didn't connect with uh, quite a bit of the information. Um, But later on, it turns out to be, now I I connect with all of it because he was actually giving her information of what was to come in my day 
yesterday. And when these things, the, these events happen, I still didn't even connect it until afterwards. And I realized, wait a second, that's what Kyle was talking about. You know, so it was, it just was an amazing experience, you know, to, um, you know, actually be in communication with my son on his birthday. So that's one of the reasons I'm just all, <laughs> I'm just so full of energy and, and things. But um, I'm sure things of that nature you're, it's so common for you because you have that ability to actually channel other uh, consciousnesses, higher uh, beings. And so I'm sure that is uh, very uh, familiar for you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will come to me, especially when I'm doing a lot of sessions, because I just do, you know, dozens of them per week. And a person will come up to me and say, Brad, if I tell you this, you're going to think I'm crazy. And my best reply is try me, right? <laughs> you know, because there's just there's so much that I have heard. Um, I've I've just heard uh, from so many different forms of testimonials uh, from what people have experienced. Of you know, if I told you just a shred of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You would just be amazed at the type of planet we live on, right? It's it's absolutely amazing. This Earth is nothing uh, like we're told what it is, right? It, it's something that is very, very magical. It's something that's very stranger than fiction, I, I guess you could say the best thing to do, uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to phrase it as. <clears throat> uh, but there's a lot going on in our planet. There's a lot going on our planet. There's a lot going mm-hmm. around our planet, beyond it. There, there's so much, and uh, people are really just starting to awaken. And, you know, I've, I've talked to thousands of people over this past eight years uh, who have just uh, through all walks of life from everywhere around the world. And uh, they are just uh, starting to see something on the horizon and they know it's very, very positive. Uh, so I, I have yet to actually meet so many people that are saying, oh, my God, we're going downward spiral. It's the destruction of our planet, et cetera, et cetera. The people that are really uh, spiritually evolving uh, see something very, very powerful coming. They see something that is so explosive and so mind-bendingly uh, incredible. This is basically our future. This is where we're going. You know, the, the experience you had with the medium the other day, uh, that'll mm-hmm. be a common day. That'll be something that will be very, very common uh, where we're going. Uh, really, the veils around the planet right now are thinning. And this is because we are moving into a trans-dimensional shift. We are moving into what's known as a fifth dimension or fourth density. And this mm-hmm. is basically showing us that uh, connecting with spirit, connecting with extraterrestrials, connecting with all of these different types of beings that have been previously uh, understood as unseen are going to become a lot more uh, apparent in our picture. So we're going to start seeing them a lot more in a daily reality. We're going to start seeing people become more naturally psychic, becoming very intuitive, start reading each other's uh, thoughts, start sensing each other's feelings. This is going to be very, very natural. And I just I see it everywhere. So uh, we are ba- basically just uh, unpeeling ourselves in that way and seeing a whole new uh, type of human being emerging. Wow, yes. Yes, please, share more about this period that we're in. I know that Adronis and you have been speaking about the the period of um, from, the, from the fall to the uh, winter solstice is a very mm-hmm. um, important period. Uh, window we're in right now. Can you share more about that? Yeah, well, uh, a few months ago, uh, Adronis came on the air. I was with my uh, friend Rob Gauthier. He has a show. um, I believe it was on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, But I was a guest on a show, and Adronis came through. I channeled him, and he basically stated that uh, around the time of 2016, from around the time of the fall to the winter time, we will start moving into the very first stages of fourth density, or being a fourth density compliant planet. And basically what that means is people are just going to start getting glimpses of fourth density. It's like they'll start having, they'll start putting their foot in the door uh, in regards to really just feeling the surface of fourth density. And it's like there's a screen that's being locked behind you and you're able to see, you know, other people that are still in the third density reality and you'll still be able to interact with them. But basically your momentum carries you forward into this uh, really beautiful, loving frequency of a new planet. And it's just basically starting to unfold right now. Uh, the full immersion of going into a fourth density planet will probably be another 50 to 100 years. But we're just starting to see uh, the, the surface, just starting to basically walk upon the skin of fourth density right now. And so basically this is kind of like an early bird shift. 
people who can just really feel the etheric connections, the astral connections. When you close your eyes and you're just giving the intention to connect to fourth density and you just feel there's this other world uh, that you're seeing with closed eyes, that's a glimpse of you moving into this really beautiful world. And it's very much like a dream planet. It's like no more different than how we would be entering the dream plane each night that we go to sleep. It's very much uh, that kind of lighter density. And so uh, basically we're, we're looking into a society that is very instantly telepathic. We're looking in for a society where there's no secrets anymore. You just can't keep secrets from people. We're looking into society that's going to be interacting a lot more with apparition, a lot more with spiritual beings. We're going to be working with a society that's going to become a lot more conscientious of the other types of life that are on this planet that we thought, again, were just either unseen or even with the animals as well, too, being able to see their intelligence and seeing how they're communicating with us. That's going to be revealed a lot more. We may start seeing different hues of color within the rainbow spectrum as well, too. These are all just different things that's happening, and we're really just moving into becoming more of a crystalline type body or basically what we could refer to as a, a silica type body there's more so the idea that a lot of these receptors are coming online and we're just uh, again having incredible experiences being able to just know things without having to feel that we need to study or go through some type of educational factor to study them it's basically having like a claircognizant awareness uh, again all of these are really going to explode basically what we would consider to be our extrasensory perception the inner senses will become natural senses so there's a lot to look forward to. This is just uh, you know, the, the, the tip of the iceberg as it relates to a lot of these particular forms of uh, transformations. We're going to stop moving so much in regards to the confines of time, and we're going to be more entranced into the sequences of events. So, uh, you know, and that's starting to happen right now. <clears throat> I just know that people who are just so excited and doing what they love to do, uh, they never keep track of time. They're just doing what they love to do. And before they know it, now it's sunset, right? And they've been working on this all day and they had no clue that time went that fast, right? So it's basically yeah. that we're, we're starting to work more off the, uh, the aspect and illusionary measurement of time and coming much more into the sequence of being present. Yes, I, I definitely am experiencing that where, like I said, I'm, I'm sleeping very little and just continuing to just, you know, every, I'm, I'm loving everything that I'm doing um, that I lose total track of the time. <laughs> so I, I understand exactly what you're saying. So can you, can you share a little bit more with us about um, Adronis? And then maybe, if, if you like, can you also maybe bring bring Adronis into this conversation? Oh, yes, for sure. And I'd even ask anybody who's listening if they want to call in. Uh, you guys want to ask questions to Adronis, feel free to. Uh, I always find those are some of the most exciting shows that I do. Uh, but, oh. yeah, uh, Adronis. Adronis represents, uh, you could say, a higher version of myself, like a higher self in that way. Uh, he basically exists in what's known as the sixth density. So the sixth density actually goes off the wheel. Uh, as it relates to space and time. If we're basically familiar with the standard science model that there are three dimensions of space and three dimensions of time, Adronos exists beyond that. Uh, he is existing more so within hyper dimensions. And these are, again, a new sequences of, of uh, dimensions that exist beyond the three and the three of space and time. And so where he exists, he would be functioning more as a light body consciousness. Uh, basically, uh, he, his existence is within the star of Sirius A. So we would basically just perceive him as starlight. Uh, but when people have actually been able to open up their astral eyes and see him, uh, he does appear as a tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Nordic type being. Um, and that's just more of his natural form uh, from the idea of, of his existence. He's a very, very ancient intelligence. He's well over about 78,000 to 80,000 years old, approximately. Uh, so he's very, very ancient, uh, and he just has a, a wealth of knowledge, simply because we're not talking to an individual. We're talking to more of a liaison consciousness. We're talking as a representative of a collective consciousness that we're discussing. So that is basically what his energy represents. So when I bring him through, uh, some people notice that there's a change. If you were to see me, you'll, you'll probably see that I'm rotating a bit. Uh, this is just helping me to anchor in the energies, kind of like receiving the transmission. As I'm channeling, uh, voice starts to change a little bit as well, too. And you can definitely tell that there's another personality there. Uh, and basically what this is, is that I'm going into a conscious 
channeling state. So it's kind of like if you're looking at a turntable and you see my mind at the front and Adronus is at the back, the turntable moves. And it's basically that Adronus's consciousness is now at the front and mine's at the, at the back. So I'm just kind of drifting in a bit of a daydream state <clears throat> and sometimes just tuning in. If I find that the conversation is quite exciting, which I'm pretty sure it will be, uh, <clears throat> and I just let uh, Adronus come through and, and share what he needs to. Uh, so that's basically it of how of how he operates. Uh, so it's a very, very different reality that he is a part of. But again, uh, people have the opportunity to ask any questions they like with him. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, can can we bring Adronis in? Is that, is yes, that, absolutely. That, I will, uh, I'll just take a few moments to bring him through. I'm going to do a little bit of light chanting. Uh, as the chanting okay. comes through, then Adronis will come in. He'll give a brief introduction to himself, and then any questions, you guys can fire away. Okay. Okay, here we go. Your greetings and thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction today. I am Adronis of Sirius, sending love, appreciation, and gratitude to all who are tuning in to this broadcast being brought forward through your internet collective consciousness. What we would like all of you to do at this time is simply allow yourselves to get relaxed, get comfortable, and tune in to the frequencies of Sirius so that you may synchronize, harmonize, and align to all of the information that we have to share. Also understand that all of the insight that we shall provide this day of your time is simply that of our perspective, our point of view. For all knowledge, all information, all creation itself resides within your very beings, hearts, and souls. So we say hello to the host of this transmission, Caroline. Thank you. And how may we assist you today? Uh, thank you, Adronis. Thank you so much. Um, you may have been asked this before, but could you please share your thoughts of the uh, president-elect Donald Trump? Well, again, understand that, <clears throat> yes, we have shared perspective on this as well. As we have stated in times previous, because many have asked us, oh, Adronis, who would be our next, quote-unquote, president of the United States? We would not provide an answer. The whole idea in that sense is that many of you really needed to see this for yourself. The only comment we left in saying that your next president in that sense would be one whom you popularly choose through your collective. And again, that is what has taken place. And so the whole idea in regards to this entity is that he is basically representing that that is moving in a transition that will help to phase out the idea of what you would know as an established corrupt order. That is basically being phased out at this time. And so his particular responsibility is that he is helping behind the scenes to work together in new ways to bringing, shall we say, a very strong state of collective empowerment coming together as he does represent a figurehead. His particular energy in that way is calibrated in specific ways that allow, in that sense, a cleansing to take place behind the scenes as it represents your political arena. Now, again, many people are feeling that they are very much in support of this entity, and some people are feeling that they are not. But the whole idea in that sense is that it's very important that you just witness his actions and seeing exactly what it is that he will be planning to do. There will be many particular forms of actions that he will committing, be committing to that will surprise many of you. And basically what that means is that you'll notice that there will be a very large improvement, not right away, but over time, throughout your United States of America. Now, what we also want to suggest here as well is even though you have this new president-elect in that way, do not feel that this is, shall we say, the quote-unquote, the end to your troubles. 
because what we have stated with many of you is that the key to your own state of liberation is your own self-sovereignty, is your own inner republic. That is what allows liberation to be brought forward. It does not come from one man. It does not come from a system. He is simply working together in association with the collective approach to, shall we say, fine-tune more of the collective chords that represent the energy of your country to basically become, shall we say, more reputable to working it together in a state of alliance with many other countries to basically putting an end to much of the world seeing the United States of America as a tyrannical country. That is basically his responsibility. That is where he is moving in collaboration with many other entities that are working together with him through this, shall we say, facet of responsibility. But you yourselves are responsible for you yourselves. Do not feel that you must give your power to any particular entity regardless of their authoritative figure. It is for you to understand the self-sovereignty, the feeling of liberation that all of you have. Being able to look into the idea of what you see around you collectively, you must understand that the collective is and always will be a watchful device, which means that only watchers can truly, in that sense, work together with the collective consciousness. It's not something that you can interact with. You have never, ever interacted with a collective consciousness, ever. It can't be done. It is only done in the idea of observation. That is what a collective reality represents. All 7.5 billion people upon your planet are, again, just the aspect of watchers when you're looking into that collective, which means one person cannot shape that collective consciousness through their own intentions, through their own interventions, and through their own involvements. That is impossible. So in that sense, we would suggest let go of the feeling of the need to control the collective consciousness. It is not your responsibility to attempt to augment that energy. The only form of responsibility you will ever have is the ability to augment, change, transform your own world your own personal collective. And this is why we say that it is important that you are establishing an inner republic of self-sovereignty so that you are basically moving into the alignments that you prefer. If you are noticing that through the watcher's eye of the collective that certain things are happening within yourself, this is the key where you need to look into those particular emotional states. Emotions point to trauma. When you are still facing those particular forms of trauma, your emotions will reveal exactly where these roots, where these seeds pertaining to the traumatic sense is happening and being able to work with those states of emotional beings. Once you are able to do that, you feel liberation becoming your greatest ally, your greatest visitor, and now your housed aspect of who you see yourself as, an authentic, liberating, unique being. That is truly the key to how you understand what you would consider to be freedom and expansion to limits unseen and unbounded. Very beautiful. It kind of it reminds me of something you spoke about, um, the many versions of you. Yes. Um, can you expand on that? Yes. Well, understand that everybody who you see around you is yourself. There is no difference in that way because they are all just versions of you. When you see, in that sense, an old man that is walking down the street, maybe he is, in that sense, sporting a cane. Maybe he is complaining to himself. Again, that's just looking at another version of yourself existing here and now in the now nexus and seeing, wow, that is me from another particular reality point of view. If I was born of his parents, if I lived the life that he did, that would be the result in regards to what that person represents. So everybody holds a mirror reflection to you. When you are not involving yourself with people, again, as you are simply observing them, they show you things about yourself. They show you certain aspects of your being that you are now starting to see within yourself. When you involve yourself with another person, when you interact with that particular person, now you are creating reality bridges. These reality bridges 
are now forming. And now you are actually able to interact with an aspect of your own subconscious from another universe and actually being able to gain perspective about what they feel is appropriate in their life, about how they perceive life, about how they perceive you. And this is all part of a very true blessing because now you are interacting with another being from another universe, from another reality. This basically means that your own mother, your own father, your own brother, your own sister, your own husband, your own wife, your own children, etc., are all parallel beings existing in all of their own respective universes and are now opening up the gates, the bridges of their own reality to bond together with your own so that you have an interaction. And that is the relationship about how all these many versions of you are coming together. You are all sewn together. You are interconnected, interwoven. You see yourself as the threads of the spider's web. You're always interconnected. And so all 7.5 billion humans upon this planet are 7.5 billion universal continuums sharing a space, interacting within a game where you have all access to these particular types of maps, these particular types of blueprints, that have made reality what it is, and you are sharing the space through your own reality bubble. That is the many versions of you. Mm. Now, um, how does that change or does it change when, as we shift to the fourth dimension? Well, when you're moving into fourth density, the aspect in regards to that is that you are, shall we say, functioning within a reality that has lesser weight. What that basically means is that it has actually lesser weight emotionally from where you are actually, shall we say, deciding to interact within that reality. Do not get us wrong. There are aspects of fourth density that can be quite disturbing and that can, in that sense, have heavy degrees of density. But it does require, in that sense, a special kind of person to get into such realms like that. But where many of you are going that are moving more into fourth density, the aspect of emotion in regards to its heaviness really will not exist. But the whole idea in that sense is that you have a very high contrast of where you will be able to explore yourself. So as Brad had stated prior to this, shall we say, interaction with us, that there will be opportunities for many of you to feel a deeper extrasensory perception within each other, that you will become much more telepathic, that you will become much more psychic, that you will start to feel each other as one, connect with each other as one, that you will connect more deeply with the earth, that you will function more as stewards to the planet. Basically, what we can say is within the next three to four generations of your time, your children will have absolutely no particular idea of the type of, shall we say, dense situations that you have gone through. It will be alien to them. It will not understand. They will not understand much in regards to the energies that you had come from. They could not perceive a world that represented such separation. They could not see a world that represented such dense emotional states. They could not see a world that you had to pay on to live They would not get that at all. That's where your children are moving, your great, great, great grandchildren. They will not understand that whatsoever. It is a very, very different species, a very, very different race. The aspect of your war, of what you refer to as poverty, as what you refer to in that sense as classes or ranks, will be a thing of the past. It will not be understood in such a generation. Wow, that that, that sounds beautiful <laughs> no yes. more poor no and obviously no war yes. <laughs> that sounds that sounds amazing very very amazing so i i do get a little confused with uh forest density and the fifth dimension yes now looking into the idea of a density we would liken it to the analogy as if you were to look inside of a fish's aquarium the water itself When you basically take that fish and scoop them out of the water and they now touch air, that would represent the idea of a change in density. When you're looking at dimension, you're basically looking at the frame sets, the grid, as it were, that represents the dimensions 
of the aquarium itself. So basically, the aquarium's dimensional grid structure is orchestrated into the point to holding together the density mass. That would be the idea. Looking at dimensions as frame sets, as grids. Looking at densities pertaining to mass, weight, etc. Okay. I think I get it. So, so other words, uh, if, density mm-hmm. would be what you would know as molecular acceleration variable rates. Okay. So, so if, we're, if we're using the analogy of a fish <laughs> tank, um, the water would be like the density and the, yes. the tank would be the dimension. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so we're functioning together in an aspect of space and time. So the whole Mm -hmm. idea is that the grid itself is a temporal grid. It is not something that you would understand as material. The aspect of dimension is immaterial, which means that it Mm -hmm. functions together in a temporal nexus. The aspect of density in that sense pertaining to the mass, the weight, to where matter itself condenses itself appropriately to form a hologram projection that you would understand as solidity within your physical reality that would be the understanding of these two variable constants through the idea of space and time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Um, so is there, a, is there a connection with you and Brad as far as um, like a lin- like um, ancestry <laughs> connection? Well, you would there? understand that, his relationship with us is that Brad would see us as a very distant in that way, future version of himself educated in the idea of approximately 70,000 to 80,000 years within your future. We would simply see him again as this physicalized version of ourselves existing within your time that you know is 2016. Right. So in the future, which knowing that there's truly no linear time, but in the future we, we, we will be able to go back and we will be able to time travel. Yes, this will become much more popular relating to the aspect of time travel within your next couple of centuries. When you say couple of centuries, like... Approximately two to three centuries, if we were to give it, shall we say, the peak time. Okay. Between your years of 2200 and 2300. AD. Okay. Okay. Mm. Very fascinating. Fascinating. Um, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners that um, uh, a message or I'm, you know, something important that we should know? Well, we can basically state by saying <clears throat> none of you are alone. And what we mean by that is not just saying that there is extraterrestrial presence. But we are basically stating that there are many different forms of energies that are working with you all the time. Not, again, something that just represents a celestiality, but something that represents your own planet, something that represents your own nature, something that represents life altogether. You are always together. You are always aligned. You are always connected to the abridgment of understanding how you feel each other even when you feel that you are by yourself in a room. You can sense the collective all around you. It is basically like that reverberating frequency by having a drop of water in your hands and feeling its vibration as sound emits through your entire body itself. So therefore, the whole idea of the reverberations of connection is always with you. So all of your loved ones, those who have passed on are always with you. They do not leave your space. They have only changed form. Everything that you feel is wondrous, is beautiful, is magnificent, truly exists right in front of you. You simply have not shifted to the vibratory domain to where you can understand it or perceive it in that way. So basically understand that in the exact same space that you are in, by shifting yourself to different vibratory domains, you are actually able to access different parallel streams of your planet Earth where very different degrees of life exist. So we would say to you, you are always together. You are always interconnected. And be very, very adept and wondrous through the idea of the connections that you can forge 
by working with imagination. Imagination is one of the greatest tools that you can possibly have. Seeing yourself connect with spirit, seeing yourself connect with all forms of life in any way that the imagination dictates by firstly starting with something very important, forming relationship with your imagination. Hmm. Interesting. Um, can you give an example of, of forming a relationship with your imagination? Well, look into the idea, firstly, of your loved one that may have passed. If it was a grandmother, if it was a mother, if it was a father, etc. Realizing that you already have some type of rapport associated with them. You have photos of them. You have items that they use quite regularly. And all you really have to do is utilize that particular form of object, the item of your choosing, as a template archetype, or in that sense, as an anchor. And being able to work together with that template anchor and establishing a connection and saying that I know that you're still here. I feel you all of the time. I want to work together with what you exist as now. I invite you into my reality. I invoke these energies to work together with you in harmony. And as you continue to do this, you will feel that through your own subtle vibrations, that entity will return to you and start communicating with you, often through meditation, often through dreams, even through your own physical reality. You may simply just be walking down the street and all of a sudden you just hear your loved one's voice saying, oh, go this way instead, or oh, cross the street and go up to that tree. This is, again, something that will represent an association together with you because what you have done is you have established a bridge. It is no more different than how you create new friendships on your planet. You come together. You walk together. You now meet each other. You start having a conversation. You start building rapport And now you start to understand that entity. You've formed a relationship. The bridges are now connecting. All you're doing is the exact same thing just through imagination. So just as how Brad was able to connect with us, he was able to see the star of Sirius within his mind. He was able to connect with that energy and saying that I welcome in any particular type of liaison that represents the energies of Sirius. Therefore, We had the vibrational wavelength compatibility to communicate with him. We therefore established a bridge connection. And now through that bridge connection, we have been able to forge conversation back and forth together. Because again, it is what you would know as us existing in one particular reality and example. Brad existing in one particular reality example. Forging this together to create a third reality, to create a third bridge that now interlocks with the other two. And that is how we establish a connection transmission like what you are witnessing here. Therefore, relationship through the idea of your imagination is the key to allowing yourself to connect to those you never thought you could connect with that do not serve any particular type of physicality on your world. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. That, that was very helpful. Wow, amazing. I am I am so honored and so thankful to have you and Brad with us sharing on this uh Awake to Oneness radio. Um I I can't think of another question for you right at the moment, but I definitely am honored to have you with us. Um, thank so you maybe as well. I thank you. I guess maybe we could um maybe bring Brad Brad back. All right. We thank you once again for the opportunity of this interaction today. I'm Adronis of Sirius. We now return to the conduit and we'll speak to you all again as now is forever and all is one. Goodbye for now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. No, just Adronis is so, so full of, I mean, it's, Awesome information. Um, now you had said, um, Brad, that you you do so many things, um, not just channeling. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, well, yeah. Um, you know, you can really go to my website and you can find out a lot of the things that I do. Uh, so a lot of it is akashic records. A lot of it is channeling. 
a lot of it is psychic development, connecting with the higher mind, universal minds. Uh, there's actually just a brand new uh, system that I've created uh, that is very, very powerful, and it's in the healing uh, arts, mm-hmm. and this is referred to as light circuitry attunements. And basically what this involves is having uh, someone uh, who, again, is going through some very, very strong emotional states uh, to work together with me. And what we do is we go very, very deeply into that emotional uh, trauma, and we're basically attempting to embrace it in the best way that we can. As that becomes embraced and there is instruction, there is guidance to how that energy becomes released. As that energy becomes released and the person is able to fully release that energy, uh, there's an instantaneous healing effect. Um, I, I've had people who have had these problems from 20, 30, 40 years, have them gone instantly in one session. Uh, and basically, uh, we move into a liberation state, a positive state, where we start to fill the void to where this energy of emotion uh, once dwelt. Once that uh, takes place, then we basically amalgamate the two energies, the negative and the positive, and we start to bring it back into balance, into a natural, neutral form. Uh, so again, this is referred to as light circuitry attunements, and it's probably just the most one of the most powerful healing uh, systems I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a configuration of another previous system I did called abundance attunements, and of course I did what's known as light circuitry as well too. So I combined the two together, and it forged light circuitry attunements, and it's just been really, really incredible. Again, I've had people with uh, chronic uh, illnesses. I've had people just. Uh, you know, who could barely breathe as well, too. And uh, being able to do a session with them, <clears throat> you know, minutes after the session was done, they're already starting to feel uh, improvements in their physical body. So to that, to that incredible effect, uh, it's just, it's something that's 100% done by them. I'm just guiding them mm-hmm. through the process about how they can do this for themselves. And right. uh, they've had some really, really incredible uh, experiences that have come together. So that's one of my newest uh, systems that are uh, currently available mm-hmm. on my website. Yeah, um, I'm I'm interested in that um, because, hmm, okay, I I understand what you're saying, and I understand the importance of emotions and how your your higher self is when you're feeling a negative or a low vibration emotion. It's a way your your higher self is telling you that what you're thinking or doing is not um, in alignment with your higher self or your our, our truth. Um and I always I always say to people that the the healing comes starts within when you kinda heal your your mind and heal your thoughts. So I'm I'm fascinated how this technique, like you were mentioning on someone that's has an ailment. Like um I I my daughter has MS, for example. Mm-hmm. Um if she would do this uh, technique, but her thought patterns stay the same. How does that? How does that work? Can you explain? Well, the whole idea is that the thoughts follow the feelings, or the thoughts feel the emotions. They follow them, right? Your thoughts are not independent of themselves. They are all uh, brought forward through the mind's connection to spirit. The spirit's connection would basically be that of feeling. Now, basically what emotions are is that they are uh, unembraced aspects of feeling. So feeling that has been stacked and intensified up to the point where emotion has now been forged. So the idea of one in that sense, not being able to uh, completely embrace the feelings that are coming together in the form of reactions. So all a feeling is, is a reaction. It's the result of an action-reaction state. When you're basically uh, continuing to experience these feelings and they're not being embraced, which means they're not allowed to be felt, they're not allowed to be uh, reacted with in some particular way where you can notice it, then these feelings basically stack up. Like for a person in that sense who may feel like a victim and they do not want to speak up, they know they're being completely mistreated, but they just let those feelings stack up and feel that they cannot say anything. Once that happens, that relates to an emotional blockage. Now, emotions are very, very powerful states of energy. It's almost as if you were to look at a Richter scale and you would see like 10.0 on the Richter scale. That is how crazy the needles, the, the needles would be going, relating mm-hmm. to an emotional state. Now, when you basically keep emotion bottled up in you for a very long time, this creates bodily atrophy, which means that, again, these particular forms of emotions can create uh, chronic states. 
Now, basically what happens is because many of us have lived many lifetimes on planet Earth, Mm -hmm. when we pass away from one particular lifetime, we carry a lot of those emotions with us because a lot of those particular emotions would represent our baggage. When we start to become born again, we can often be associated with certain forms of chronic illnesses or disorders, etc., as a result of many of these particular emotions still stacked up upon us because what we're attempting to do is incarnate again and resolve many of these emotional states. So the aspect of MS or the idea of epilepsy or the idea of diabetes are all just different points of disempowering uh, emotional states that have atrophied in areas of our body neurologically, through our nervous systems, through our digestive systems, through our organs. All of these have basically created atrophy as it resembles a reflection back to the heavy emotions karmically that we're still carrying together with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and the key so... here in that sense is to work together with the emotions. And as you start mm-hmm. to liberate that emotion, all thoughts that were representative of, of that emotion can now no longer exist within you because they mm-hmm. have no magnetic charge to allow that emotion to continue to thrive. So as that emotion leaves in regards to its charge, then the degree of those thoughts, their charge leaves together with it because it's a package. And so when that is gone, then your uh, thoughts start to move back into a state of liberation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like you, um, so some of this emotional baggage is not necessarily just from this lifetime. It can be yeah. from, from, okay. Yeah, it's also something you can inherit from other people as well, too, because if you're feeling that they have very heavy emotional states and that you are basically prone to their influences, you invite in all of that particular karmic debris with them as well, too, because you have, in that sense, a, a sense that they may be greater than you or that they have a higher value than you. And so you'll start to adopt their emotions that therefore create these belief systems. So the aspect of influence is a very big culprit of these emotional states. Mhm. Very interesting. Definitely, I definitely wanna. Uh, emotions has been on um, a lot on my mind um, lately in, in regard that I've been, I've been, I guess, around a lot of people that have been extremely emotional, especially since um, the election. Um, it's just these, all these emotions are coming to the surface. And um, I'm just engaging with a lot of people that are in a heightened emotional state. And I understand the power of emotion in the sense that it's something, I know that it's something that we need to deal with internally. And they're, they're thinking it's coming from an external event or an external person, so-and-so did that, or the you know Donald Trump got elected, or whatever. So they, they're thinking that, these events or the, a person caused all this anger or frustration or whatever they're feeling when I know that it's internal and it's something that needs to come up and be dealt with. So partly I'm thinking um, all of the emotions that have been coming up for people since the election is actually a, a good thing because it's staring up their emotions that now they have to address. They have to, like you said, they have to actually deal with these emotions you can't just uh run from them <laughs> you know you can't yeah, hide yeah. from them yeah well that's yeah. the whole idea and it goes back to what adronis was saying as well too when you're looking at the collective it's a watcher's perspective if we were basically to feel that one person could change the entire world it would be no more different than one particular cell within your body that feels that it's going to control everything within your entire body it can't be done right Everything in regards to how our body works is all done through a collective association with all of the cells of our body, with everything that our body is made up of. That's what allows the body to function in that particular way is through cooperation and unity. So the aspect of unity has always been the driving force to a collective consciousness. So when we're seeing the collective consciousness right now going through these growth spurts, and that's the best way I can refer to them as, everything in regards to these tragic situations are happening to basically create a prelude to liberation and to unity. Really, the whole idea in that sense is that that there is really nothing relating to the idea of tragedy happening on the planet right now. We'd have just a lot of uh, subtle energies. While, again, a lot of other things are happening to the planet, we have no particular form of urgency to change. And the only aspect of the urgency to change comes through tragedy. 
So the tragedy in that sense is functioning together as an antibody that is helping to wake people up and shift them and jolt them out of the complacency, out of their reality, so that they can now start to see these feelings, these emotions stirred up inside them to realize that the only way that they're ever going to change anything is when they come together. So again, it's like all of the cells of our body, the white blood cells, the red blood cells, everything, all of those are coming together to work together to combat viruses, right? So again, our body gets shaken up when we get a virus, when we get a parasite infection uh, inside of us. The entire body is now completely on red alert in that way. Well, as we are serving together as antibodies, as red and white blood cells to the earth body, our world is now being shaken up. It's shaken up and saying, hey, there's a virus here, guys. Get up off your butts and start working together with this and coming together so that together you can work together and help to heal the body. That is exactly why we're experiencing all of these particular quote-unquote tragedies right now, because it's all part of a shakeup to really jostle us loose and realize we do have a responsibility here as stewards of the planet to start mm-hmm. taking care of the world. That's the whole idea. And we can only do that as a unified uh, pairing, as a unified energy that cannot be done by one person. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. That's uh, kind of a weight to oneness. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole uh, purpose of the show. And um, so true what you're, you're sharing here is um, the unity consciousness from moving from this separate, you know, thinking that we're so separate in that, uh, I must overpower you or, you know, that whole separateness mentality is is uh, what I believe is, is the cause of all of the problems in the world. So this whole understanding that we are truly one and, and living that way is, is so key. So it's it's so true what you're what you're sharing here. Um Please, again, let uh, our listeners know how they can find you and check out all that's going. And do, is, I know you do a, quite a few events, um, webinars. Um, can you share some upcoming af- events with our lis- listeners? Yeah, there's one actually coming up this Sunday. It's called uh, Adrona's Fourth Density Teachings, Part 2. That is happening uh, this Sunday, starting at 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, It is online, so all you have to do Mm -hmm. is just go to my website, realitywhisperer.com. You'll go to the events page. You'll see it there, and you can register. Uh, There's just a simple free uh, webinar program that you just need to download to access the webinar itself. And so Adrona's will be coming through and talking a lot more about Fourth Density, a lot of what we talked about today, just on a very, very deeper scale. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also a lot of uh, local events, if anybody's listening to this, from uh, British Columbia, from Victoria and Vancouver. There's some events coming up in December as well, too, within those areas. And again, you can find out more on my website. Uh, I think that's basically it right now. There's just uh, there's going to be some other online events that I'm going to be taking. Uh, they're going to start creating, uh, again, probably around the end of December, early January, around that time. Okay. And I also know that you recently started a, a new uh, Facebook group. Uh, you want to share a little bit about that? Oh, yes. That's a, a free community that I just kind of, I just wanted to kind of light a spark and let other people really kind of take it and run with it and see where they go with it. Uh, it's called Earth Jedi. Uh, and it's basically, you can, just, you can just type in hashtag Earth Jedi. And uh, I just wanted to kind of create something that really has a good name to it on a spiritual level. You know, a lot of people resonate to the aspect of Jedi uh, and so I wanted to really just create this and say, let's let's get a group together. Let's start, uh, you know, just just functioning together in a type of activism. And that's really what this represents. It's uh, people who are uh, ready to be on call if there are any cer- certain forms of situations where people are needed uh, to basically raise a voice. Then that's exactly what this entire purpose of this group is. Uh, again, sometimes the thing is with being online, uh, you know, there, there does develop this particular type of complacency. So it's really when, uh, you know, events are being uh, created and people are really starting to come together and, and really realize this is what they want to do. That's when the group is the strongest. So, again, the more people that come together with these groups, then I think the better it is. But you can just uh, look on it at Facebook.com slash Earth Jedi. Well, thank you. I I did see that uh, about a week ago, and I made sure I uh, joined the group. <laughs> so thank you. I so I so appreciate you coming on um, as my guest. I like I said, I 
I definitely I follow you on your YouTube and Facebook, and I'm just going to keep connecting and following you. And and I it's, I'm honored to have you and Adronis um, as our guest tonight. So thank you very thank much. You, thank you, thank you so much, and you enjoy the, your weekend. Um, what time zone are you in? No, you're in. Canada. I'm in uh, I'm in the West Coast, so close to you know, L.A., okay. California, Vancouver. Yeah. Okay, so you're earlier. Uh, I've I've noticed that the last month I've had Canadian guests, <laughs> all okay. Canadian, and next week my my guest is also Canadian, so <laughs> oh, good. I have a, a connection with Canada. So thank you so much. It it has been my pleasure. You have a great weekend, and I'll be following you on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Thank you. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye.